so I think that um, it's out of control in regards to what we the people are looking at and wanting. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Hey, guys, it's been a couple weeks. We took a little time off. Yeah, we took it's, you know, it's my own fucking fault. What am I going to do? You know, it's it's got some shit going on. So you are listening to Radio Irregardless. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. If you're listening, you're listening one of three ways. You're listening either live through my personal website, MarkScalia.com. If you want to be a little bit more participant, you can do that. If you click that box you're listening to on my website, it'll shoot you over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com. And then you can sign on using a Facebook email. And then you can live chat. The third way you can listen is if you can't listen live, you can listen to the podcast version because after the show is put out live, it is slightly edited for time and then it is uploaded to iTunes. That's the way you can listen to radio regardless. We start almost every single show the same way. I bring you up to speed about what's going on with the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past them. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And a lot's been going on the past two weeks, and uh, we were not live last week. I actually took the week off. I wanted to just kind of catch up, spend a little quality time with um, Comcast. I just wanted to spend a little time with my television, to be honest, and a little time with my wife, too. That's what I did. So what's been going on this week? It is April 6th, April, and we got two fucking snowstorms. What the fuck? Snowstorms. I mean, in my lifetime, I think it snowed in April five times. And I used to think, eh, it fucking snow in April. It fucking snows in April now. That's the new thing. And it's cold, too. Like, we have tulips out, and the tulips are like, fuck, it's cold. A lot of crazy, just the crazy stuff. But here's some better stuff. Here's some stuff to look forward to. I'm doing more and more NC work, and I really enjoy it. I just emceed an event. It was called the March Martini Madness, and they actually wanted me to be a judge. And I was like, I don't, I don't really want to be a judge. I like martinis, but I don't want to judge. And I, which is weird, because then I went, I feel much more comfortable emceeing the event, which you would think would be the other way around. But I emceed the event, and it was fantastic. It was so much fun. 
And I'm actually emceeing another event this Friday at the same location. It's the Old Town Hall in Salem. We're doing a fashion show, which is raising money for the Salem Arts Festival, which is coming up, I think, in June. I, I've, I've hosted and emceed a lot of cool events, and I just, I just love the. I did one with wine, and I got a case of wine. I got paid $300 in a case of wine. And I still have the, a couple bottles of wine because it was really good fucking wine, really expensive. And uh, it was just oh, so much fun. But I, I love doing events. I got to, and for the martini thing, I got to try some of the martinis, which was good. And for this one, because it's fashion, I actually, I, I'm, I'm doing a little model of work. Yes, I am. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. So, And it makes me remember all the work that I've done in the past 26 years. And it made me a little nostalgic. And I have a bunch of old records. I have George Carlin. And I've got Steve Martin's Wild and Crazy Guy. And then I opened it up. He has an autographed headshot inside there. It is so fucking cool. It just made me think that we, we everything is great when it advances. But there's a lot of stuff that you can't, you can't have digitally. You just can't. So... I want to play a game with you, my lovely listeners. We haven't played this in a little bit. I'm going to play with you. How do you take direction? How do you take direction? I just asked that question. I don't know why I would ask the question twice. It's dumb. Now, what I do is I play a clip of a movie. You have to figure out what the movie is, but more importantly, who the director of that movie is. So listen to the clip. Find out what movie it is, and then who directed that movie. Ready? Here we go. Come on, Mr. Boyle. We know you didn't get that swollen hand sticking it in the garbage disposal. Oh, yeah? How do you know that? Why is your wife acting like she's afraid of you, huh? She know what really happened to your hand? How about uh, a Sprite or something? How about you tell us what really happened Saturday night, Mr. Boyle? You lied. Well, that's your opinion, which you're entitled to, I guess. Hey, you think this is funny? No, I don't. I'm tired, I'm hungover, and not only was my car stolen last night, but now you're telling me you won't release it to me. Ah, it's a really tricky one. I'll give you some hints, though. It was filmed in Boston. That was... Oh, now I'm drawing a fucking blank on his name. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shit, why am I drawing a blank on my own fucking game? <laughs> Uh, oh, I forget his name. Yeah, it's it's Morpheus. Yes, you know the actor. It's the guy who plays Morpheus. And my brother will know this because my brother. Oh, Tim, it is. It's Tim Robbins. Say, I told you my brother would know. It's Tim Robbins is doing that. And the movie was shot in Boston. Kevin Bacon's in it. And then again, Kevin Bacon's in fucking everything. You know something? I got to move this along. <laughs> that was Mystic River. And who directed it? Anybody? Lawrence Fishburne. No, that was right. Lawrence Fishburne was the other actor. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves. No, it was Clint Eastwood. Oh. I couldn't direct the scene. I broke down in tears. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. So here we go. Moving along. When did you first start thinking about killing? Birth. I was thrown into a flaming pit of scum, forgotten by God. <laughs> What do you mean by that? I mean, I mean, I came from violence. 
This is my blood. My dad had it. His dad had it. It's all just my fate. You believe in fate, boy? My fate. No one is born evil, Ricky. It's something you learn. What about your father? How did he die? That's Robert Downey Jr. doing an Australian accent. You were only 10 years old, and there's a lot of speculation. It's a chicky one. Oh, my brother got it. Natural Born Killers, correct. And who directed that one? Um, even Karen got it. Oh, Josh Williams out of nowhere just said Oliver Stone. Is that correct? I am a director. It is correct, yes. And here's the last one. Very tricky. What are you talking about? What are you talking you about? You know damn well what I'm talking about. I mean, really? That business with your tongue? What is that? That is disgusting. <laughs> that other shit a point to your lap i mean what is that supposed to mean exactly huh i mean does that mean pull over i want to show you what a big fat slob i am yeah does that mean suck my dick <laughs> you went crazy you got that right <laughs> we think you should apologize i ain't apologizing for shit you say you're sorry fuck that you say you're sorry or i'm gonna make you fucking sorry <laughs> Fuck that. Yes, Ridley Scott. I am a director. It was. Karen can't type that fast. So there we go. There's I am a director. And I would say, let's see, Josh. Since I'm talking with Josh Williams online, let's do one better. When we come back from our break, I will get Josh Williams on the phone and we will talk to him. And you'll get to know a little bit more about him. He's a very, very funny comic out of the Ottawa, Ontario Canada region who travels all over the place and you are going to know a little bit more about him when we come back you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me your host Mark Scalia we'll be right back I've got a surprise for you I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected they're back Police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. Did you bring your uh, swim trunks? And Craigslist, we talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. She's Bill Sweet. She got everything. What's in store for all of these men? Chris Hansen with a new to catch a predator. You one ugly motherfucker. This is comedian Randy Williams, and you're listening to Radio Eric Godless Pal. Love Mark, love the show. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via Skype is Josh Williams, everybody. What's up? What's there he up, is. Okay? <laughs> I'm having so many technical fucking glitches tonight. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> They're cheering that up. It's like, it's, it's like my software is not working. Nothing's working. But Josh, you're working. You're working tonight. You're on the show. Hey, man, thank you for uh, for being such a... Such an integral part of this fiasco, which is called radio. My, yeah, my <laughs> pleasure. 
Now, Josh Williams is a comic out of the Ottawa, Ontario, Canada area, and I just put his stuff up in the chat. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at Josh Comedy, and he's also on Facebook. He's got a fan page. It's Josh Williams Comedy. You don't have a website, do you? I do. It's joshwilliamscomedy.com. Oh, I wish I knew that. I would have put that. And it just points right back to Twitter and Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Everything goes back to one. (laughs) It's basically it. I just keep you flipping the card over until you give up. Now, my wife types in joshwilliamscomedy.com. See, my wife is very efficient. The stuff I like, yeah, chat Andy Richter kind of thing. I know. (laughs) Well, I've had her as a guest on the show a few times, and people like you should have her on the show all the time because because she makes me seem funnier. (laughs) (laughs) What I do is I just give her a microphone. I just I just pop a microphone in front of her, and she does all the work. So. (laughs) <laughs> so Josh and I now for those of you who don't know Josh and I know each other we've worked together several times when I make the trek up to Ottawa we play at Absolute Comedy it's a fantastic club and I think I met you maybe for the first time last year New Year's Eve with Mike Dambra that could have been yeah I think yeah, yeah. Gangnam Style was big we danced Gangnam Style a long time ago yeah <laughs> <Was> I <dancing laughs> a but how long have you been a stand-up uh seven years Oh my doing stand-up comedy seven years. And do you work mostly out of the Ottawa Absolute Comedy, or where do you work in uh, in Canada? In Canada, you could pretty much get me anywhere all over Ontario. Um, I work on the Quebec side, too, Montreal, things like that. Pretty much everywhere in between. There's a lot of, uh, of little places of names I couldn't even remember in between there. But uh, this year, you'll be seeing me move out, to, out west, so I'll be covering the rest of the country this year. Yeah. Now, when you say out west, define out west. Oh, out west would be Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, those areas. Okay. Yeah. British Columbia, Alberta. I got booked at the Comedy Cave, which I'm very excited about being in Calgary. My wife is like, oh, my God, I heard Calgary's beautiful. I'm like, I've known you for 15 years. You've never mentioned the city of Calgary since I've known you. <laughs> it's not like it's not like it comes up like Paris. Like, no. Like, Calgary does not come up in normal conversation as a spiked point. No offense to Calgary, but I'm just saying it's like, you know, it's like Duluth, Minnesota. Nobody ever goes, hey, I've always (laughs) dreamed about. No. Well, we do in Canada. We've only got like seven big cities (laughs) to recognize. And if you want to go anywhere, you're like, all right, well, I've already played the three clubs on this side of the country. It's time to go. So you gotta go somewhere else, but it comes up. I can imagine it coming up like like that. Like you said, it's, it's one of those things that never comes up, and then all of a sudden, like quinoa, everybody's talking about it. Like yeah. it's been around. <laughs> like, so what is this stuff? Oh, it's everywhere. So what okay. is your experience? Because I've never been to Calgary. Have you ever been? I've never been. I've heard. I've heard uh, that it's like the Texas of Canada. Oh, okay. So lots of oil and cowboys and kind of things like that. Oh, so. I'm gonna love that shit then. Because I, I love Texas. I really do. I would move to Texas in a heartbeat just because I want to be left alone. Yeah. I've loved every Texan I've ever met. We have a lot of them that come up to do the club here. So Yeah. it's Well, yeah. Uh, well, Slim and uh, Slim Bloodworth. and yeah, Slade, uh, Sam Damaris. Sam Damaris. Uh, Scott White. Yeah. A lot, those, I mean, I met all those guys when I was down in New Orleans. So, And uh, I just, oh, I love the Houston area. So what is this? Uh, he has... <laughs> Each province has only one city of note. That's true. Yeah. Just he goes, uh, aren't they called provinces, not cities? And I'm like, yeah, each province only has one city of note. Basically, yeah. some have zero. We we have a few here in Ontario, so it basically averages out. If you start from the East Coast. Oh, I'm going to sound like an idiot. I'm supposed to know this because I'm from here. 
Uh, <laughs> I would say like a farthest out, you got Prince Edward Island. Yeah. So you have Charlton, and okay. I don't even know if there's a, a comedy club there. Uh, then you got what Halifax. Yeah. Uh, there we go. There we go. There's my there's my high school dropout showing right now. <laughs> Did um, you try to think? I'm like, is there anything else with there? Saint Did you John? just open a Safari browser with a Google map on it? Ah, <laughs> oh, see, I wasn't even smart enough to do that. I'm sitting right in front of the computer. I could have fucking cheated, and I didn't even. I didn't have this presence in mind. Literally, the the information superhighways in front of me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can, I can, I can own this ignorance on my own. Oh, my brother uh, said you have six provinces. He said no, need no, help. What an ass. It's fine. I don't even care. So the reason I no let's let's not even look at the chat. I'm gonna actually shut off. I'm gonna shut the monitor. Is what I'm gonna do. Here you go. I'm gonna I minimize the browser. I'm not even looking at it. So I think there's more than six provinces. I uh, I'm not confident, but I'm pretty sure there's more than six. I think there is. Yeah, I think we got we got uh, Vancouver, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec. Oh, we're already we're already over that. Come on. Yeah, don't. I'm telling you, don't listen to my brother. Yeah, and there's ter- territories and all sorts of other crap. I don't know why we call them different things. You guys have states. We have provinces. It's all. It's just places to walk. Buddy. It's just, it's just, just places, places to, to walk, out. right? So <laughs> it's funny because the last time when I was up in Kingston, because I was up there like maybe a month ago, if that, and we were we had a really cool, interesting conversation about Canada's perceptions of Americans and Americans. Right perceptions of canada and it was a really cool conversation and it did it was like a debate and it got like heated for a while and then it got i was like oh and then it was like oh and we handed each other a fucking a poppy and it was fucking awesome it was, such a good thing. But it was fun though it, it was, was fun. fun and we had a great week we had a great week at the club um oh. and aaron power is, is now it's power no, it's Powers. He's got an ass too, right? No, it's 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 power. But if we could just power. edit his any credits of his right out of the show for iTunes, we'll just destroy him like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he won't regardless make, whether we get his name right or wrong, he'll never see the money. He won't make the cut. Anyway, so <laughs> But uh yeah, and we, we had a great week up there. We had a lot of fun. And I got to see some people I haven't seen for, you know, a year since I was up there, which was really cool. And you did a fantastic job. Not only really just really funny material, but you do a lot of crowd work, too, which yeah, is, which is I, a lot uh, of fun. I was fun. listening to the, the opening monologue where you're talking about just having fun emceeing and stuff. Like, I uh, I really like doing crowd work. And I know a lot of a lot of people have, have given me good, uh, good accolades for it, just saying, like, hey, man, you seem so comfortable when you're doing it. And I, I really feel like I'm actually a lot of the time I feel like. I'm like, I really should be trying harder in the sense that I'm like, these people paid to hear jokes that I know work and I'm just talking to them. But uh, I, I have fun with it because it really does feel like off the top of my head. And, uh, you know, I mean, it feels like an exercise in creativity. So I, I have fun just sort of seeing what I can dig up. You know what I mean? I can show you the gems that I've already I dug up years ago or I can I can see if I can uncover new ones kind of thing. Now, when did you when did you start switching more into that? Or when did that start kind of jiving for you? Um, well, to be honest, I don't know if uh, a lot of uh, the listeners sort of know the different formats, but I know that in the States, the MC is the weakest guy on the show, uh, or at least in a lot of different formats. He's sort of the, the newest one, and then the show builds in strength from there. In Canada, the MC is the second second strongest. So you sort of have an opener, a middle, and then it takes a lot of uh, you know moxie to be a, a good host and things like that, right? You show open strong and close strong, and I think so. Uh, but in terms of... of development 
the MC is sort of the, the highest you can climb before you're a headliner, right? And uh, I just really enjoyed doing it. Oh, I had wow. fun. That yeah, is- I had fun fun hosting. And, you know, like I didn't mind going up cold, right? Because, I mean, I'll walk into Costco and just start talking to strangers. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's really a dumb thing. The guy, with, or the person with the most amount of talent and the most amount of experience usually goes last. Yeah, and the exactly. person who knows fucking nothing goes first, which is... It's such an asinine program, but it's the way it is because this, you can't do that kind of time. Well, and that's exactly it, right? I mean, like you don't you don't want to put the you want it to to sort of build the expectations and to build yeah. the way through. <laughs> the only thing is, I guess from from like we've we've tried it that way, played around with it before. We've done some shows like that just to see how it would go, and you just find that people sort of uh, they they tend to maybe tap out early on if the if the first guy off the show doesn't know how to wrangle them. So, yeah. uh, like, like here, the best analogy we can do is we treat it like a set, right? When you go on stage, you want to open strong, you know, and then, it, and then if they sort of lull a little bit in the middle, you know, you can play around with them and then you close strong. We sort of treat the show the same way. Well, you know, a lot of comics, and I've made this argument a lot of times, a lot of comics go, oh, I can host the show. And I'm like, no, you can't. Hosting the show is tricky. It's not like you do a set, you do a set, you do a set. It's you move the show. That's like emceeing yeah. and facilitating events. A really good show, a really good host doesn't blow the show apart. Yes. We've had guys in Boston that were really amazing headliners, and they would give them their own shows. And then they would host their own shows, and it would be fucking ridiculous because they'd kill for like seven or eight minutes, and then they put somebody on doing five, and then it would be fucking. Yeah, make them dig their way out of that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've explained it to other people who've asked, and I just say it's it's kind of the the one part of the show. I mean, I've, I've described a lot of different ways. It was one of the part of the shows that, like, you, you really have to have no ego for it. Your job is to make sure that everyone has a nice, warm crowd. Not too hot, not too cold. You just give everyone a nice, nice set table to, to go yeah. and do their thing. You know, if, if, if people need to get up and go to the bathroom or things like that, like, you know, as the host, you don't, you know, go, hey, where are you going? It's like, no, that, that's your job. You're the yeah. buffer in between to give them time to go take a piss or get another drink or go outside for a, a quick smoke or whatever it is. And, and you don't take that to heart. Your job is effectively to eat that shit and then, you know, warm it up for the next guy. You yeah. know what I mean? So that, that that headliner who they're there to see, right, his name's on the marquee, so that he has the best possible crowd, you know, atmosphere or whatnot to, to do his job. Yeah, and it's in, in the way that Jason runs Absolute Comedy, the way the comics he has in the show, I don't think I've ever seen – I've seen comics that weren't as strong as other comics, but I've never seen a bad comic on that stage, on any of the stages, all three of his rooms. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Yeah, and he's very, very, very tight with that. I mean, whenever he books a show, he, he doesn't just throw three guys on. He'll he'll look at their styles and go, I you know, just everyone's too close to the same. Yep. This show, let's switch that up. And he, he tries to get, you know, make sure that the that everyone in that room is going to get something different, right? Three different styles of comics, three different energies, so that there's something for everybody on each show and then you get to leave going, Oh, that, that was my favorite. That that was my favorite, you know. <laughs> so you've been at it seven years and didn't I just see Something for Just for Laughs? I, uh, I just showcased for Just for Laughs. So we uh, we showed them a little bit there. Brand new joke uh, about my sleep apnea. Oh, you could believe it. And uh, and we'll we'll wait to hear back if that's something that they'll be featuring at the uh, the festival this year. Oh, no. and what do they do? They video it and then they show it as part of it? Or they bring you back and you actually do a set? Yeah, well, that's exactly it. They look at it and then they go, ah, do we want to do we want to buy this uh, this little set here for uh, for the festival in the summertime? So basically they like it. They'll uh, they'll bring me out and I'll be performing at the festival this summer. Oh, nice! Do they pay everything? 
Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I, I would imagine so. Yeah, I, I've heard that uh, everything is quite nice when you when you go to the yeah. big JFL. You know, just for laughs is one of those things that people go, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" And then you ask, "How'd you do it?" Or you know, what what it involved? They go, oh, "I can't really talk about." It. It's like <laughs> fucking. It's oh, like really? it's oh my god. <laughs> They yeah. tattoo them at the secret society. Yeah, it's like the secret service just shows up with, you know, guys in suits and sunglasses. And you're like, uh, I heard you were talking about JFL. And no, 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 I didn't say anything. Somebody asked me about it, and I said, I can't really talk about it. That's the conversation, and then they end up in a milk carton somewhere. So <laughs> <laughs> Almond milk carton nowadays. Almond milk. <laughs> yeah. You know something? Speaking of that, I'm getting a little thirsty. Here's what we're gonna do. Hey, Josh, we're gonna take our uh, we're gonna take our second break, and we come back. I want to talk a little bit more. What's this? Oh, lol. <laughs> yeah, my wife loves almond milk. Anyway, I maybe that's it. Yeah, I do. I like almond milk. I think it's very good. I mean, I can't drink it as much anymore because of the fat content. But you know something? I'm gonna take okay. a break. I told you, I don't want to read these fucking comments. <laughs> we're gonna talk a little bit more with Josh Williams. We come back. You're listening to radio. <laughs> what is this? Strawberry quick. I'm, strawberry I'm, quick. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. We'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Regardless. Do you hear that? It's your money. Soccer. It's refund season, and nobody gets more of your money than the U.S. government. Guaranteed. Give us your billions, America! It's time for another weak inspiration. A pebble in your shoe can drive you mad. So take it out and hit somebody with it. It's Tracy Jane. You should be listening to Mark Scalia on Radio Irregardless. Hey, what, the Irregardless, is that like your Italian thing? Is that like a not for nothing or, I mean, no disrespect? Hey, listen to Radio Irregardless. Here's one of the things I started to do. I, I started doing hot yoga. That was one of the things of my choice. I got suckered in by the word hot. That's what happened. Like, hot yoga, all right, this is going to be erotic, right? That's what I thought in my head. Because I looked at the fitness trends, right? What happened 10 years ago, they started selling DVDs to women like, hey, ladies, teach yourselves how to be strippers in your living room, pole dancing fitness. And I saw these, and I was like, hey, women are intelligent. They're not going to fall for this. Then what happened? They slapped the word aerobics on the front, and all of a sudden, women were like, oh, my God, it's aerobics. Sandra, we should do it. It's aerobics. It was $20 a song, and now it's aerobics? Okay. So I'm not a pervert. I'm just a fitness enthusiast with like that little BS exchange, ladies. So I figure, okay, to hell with that. I'm getting in on the ground floor. This whole hot yoga thing. And wow, what a terrible decision that was. I'm standing in the classroom regretting it like, oh, great job, Josh. Why just be the fat guy in a room full of hot chicks when I can be sweaty too? Brilliant. Although to solve that particular problem, I did go out to uh, Lululemon, the yoga store. I bought one of those headbands. It was the only thing in the store that fit me. But here's the thing, I actually don't use it to keep the sweater to my eyes. I use it to strap my erection to my leg during the entire class. (laughs) 
It works like a charm. <laughs> And you're back at Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was a little bit of a sample of Josh Williams' stand-up doing his hot yoga classes. <laughs> what was hot yoga like? My wife's trying to get me to do yoga. Oh, dude, it's great. It's great. Um, yeah, I like, I, I'm a big dude, and I, I think I did it for a few weeks, and I was able to touch my toes again. Really? Which was yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I wish I could say something funny about it. I think I, uh, <laughs> I summed it up in the joke. Actually, like you're so relaxed, like you know, uh, with yoga and whatnot. I think I went into the classroom one night and I, I didn't even have my shorts on. I was just wearing my boxers. I'm laying there on the mat waiting for the class. So I'm like, oh shit, I'm not wearing any shorts at all. Singer in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and i couldn't see like i you, you like i do hot yoga so you sweat a ton but uh I, I had friends who were like firefighters and stuff guys who go to the gym and run and uh some of them would come with me to the, the hot yoga class right just to you know encourage and, and be a part of it and like you know they think that it's going to be a cakewalk and they'd be halfway through the the class like just dying look on their face oh yeah it's, i have never had a negative experience in uh in a hot yoga room, like everyone's just just doing their thing, doing the practice the best they can. Um, but it, yeah, it was good, and you feel really good afterwards. You feel really, really good. So I don't know. I, I wish I could say something funnier than that. No, except for the fact <laughs> I'm staring. I'm staring with a stupid look on my face at chicks trying to figure the pose out properly because I have my glasses on. They just slip off your face. You're so greasy from all the sweat. But, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I actually there was only one time that I can remember there being like other guys in the class. Uh, and there was like these two like dudes who were super fit in the corner of the room, and uh, and I just remember like I couldn't couldn't make out their faces because they were across the room and I didn't my glasses on. But uh, afterwards, it turned out that they were like two uh, players from the Ottawa Senators. Really? So like I felt like oh yeah, I felt like a bitch the whole class because I'm the only guy. Like these guys are killing it. <laughs> I felt like a bitch. And um, yeah, and then I and then I, I see them in the locker room. I'm like oh okay, professional athletes doing it. So. That just made me feel that much better. I like being, that's what I do. I try to find a gym and work out next to people who are professional physique people. <laughs> it's tough to do a comparison. I mean, we're, we're competitive creatures. We see somebody else and we're like, oh, I want that or I want to do that. And, you know, that's what we do. And it's so, t sometimes it's really tricky. But, like, the competitiveness, I think, makes you a little better. Absolutely, and I'm good at I'm good at the wordplay. So I just told all the chicks up front that they had small cocks from the steroids. Maybe out of back in the end. Yeah, they got big muscles, but uh, I wiggle my my pinky finger and go, you know. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, I had Joanne Britton from Toronto, who does Mob Trial, and from Canada. So we played a game Old Canada with her, and I tested her about Canadian trivia. And I was putting her against my my American audience, of course. So what I'm doing is I'm going to play a game called Oh, America. Okay. <laughs> yes. I was say, Roseanne got really good at singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started with the actual game, I'm going to do a little comparative because, uh, you know, a lot of times we're our neighbors to the north canada 
And there's some unknown things. And we went over some trivia, like I said, with Joanne. And we got to find out some things. And because of our conversation, we had our conversation last time I was up there. It was so interesting to find out how we were similar. Not that we're different, but how we're similar. So I decided to find some similar things between the U.S. and Canada. Let's, let's do some comparatives. The voting age in the United States is 18. And the voting age in Canada is 18. How fucking cool is that? See, we have so much in common. The age of consent is 18 in the U.S., 16 in Canada. What the fuck are you thinking? I think there's rules, though. I think it's like it's 16 <laughs> if you're like 14. If you're under, if you're 16 and under, you can go as low as like 14. And then if you're, we, yeah, the, the, we have the we have similar things that call the Romeo and Juliet, which. <laughs> How old is the evidence? That's really what the important. Right, part is. like you could be you could be seventeen and the girl is sixteen, and then you turn eighteen and she turns seventeen. Technically, it's statutory. Anyway, what's Alabama's fourteen? No, it's not. Stop it. I'm not. I'm telling you. I'm going to stop reading those fucking things. Uh, drinking age. Alabama's fourteen. That sounds high. No. <laughs> speaking of speaking of high things, our drinking age is twenty one. Your drinking age. Nineteen. No, it's eighteen. No. Uh, 19 in Ontario. It's 18 in uh, in Quebec. Oh, see, I I just wow. It's so yeah. weird that it's different in another province. Well, they're wacky. It's like like they're going over the bridge to Toontown in Quebec. It's crazy. <laughs> Toontown posters for strip clubs right on the street in Montreal. <laughs> like naked women on the front of buildings. Super sex. Yes, everybody knows about super sex. Oh God, yeah. Totally. Kind of like how is that? How is that even a thing that is allowed to be on the street? Like, there's kids walking to school, barely focused in class because they have boners all day from the shit they saw. No, Unless those it's, things. Like, it's very European. It's very European. There's no sexuality in Europe. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Total population of the U.S. three hundred nineteen million. It's an older stat, but it holds three hundred nineteen million. Total population of Canada, 35.5 million. Wow. Wow. That is, the, that is such a difference. But here's, what, here's the weird thing. Birth rate in the U.S., 13 per thousand. Canada, 11 per thousand. Pretty similar. Not that bad. Death rate, 8 per thousand. Canada, 7 per thousand. So you're birthing and dying almost as fast as we are. And you'll catch up eventually. You really will. Life We're trying. Sick of, life sick of expectancy. Seconds. Who do you think lives longer, Canadians or or, uh, or United States? Well, I, mean, I would guess Canadians. By by only about two years on average. Yeah. Not that much. It's a big difference. We have McDonald's here too. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny. It's seventy nine is is the United States and eighty one is Canada. Now here we go. Adult. Obesity, <laughs> U.S. thirty three percent. Canada, take a shot at it. Uh, so thirty three in the states. Canada, I'm going to go fourteen. Twenty six point two. Oh wow! Yeah. See, I don't really know anything about my country. You're, you're fatter than you think. Your country. <laughs> See, at least we know we're fat, <laughs> but only about a third of us are fat. Everybody else only, is doing hot only yoga. Only a third are fat. <laughs> That basically means that like people are moving, like two guys are carrying shit, and one guy's sitting on the truck eating chips. But the, <laughs> but the <laughs> fucked up thing is, if you're if you're birthing and dying as quick as we are, and it's really not that much different, and you're drinking earlier, I don't know why these stats aren't closer. 
<laughs> the unemployment rate in U.S. six point two percent. What do you think it is in Canada? I have no idea. I know I'm contributing to it though. Six point nine percent. Wow. Which is huge considering you have 35 million people. We've got 320, <laughs> almost 320 yeah, we million. We have six cities. We have six cities employed <laughs> in this country. We have and 32 golf. million unemployed. There's yeah. a lot of fishermen here. It's like it might be a it might be a seasonal statistic. I don't know. Um, <laughs> now the very last thing I want to talk about is the child obesity. What do you think it might be for the U.S.? Child obesity. Child obesity? Okay, yeah. well, if adult obesity is 33, I, I would say it's probably a little, maybe a little bit higher for kids, only because adults are, are a little more aware of what they're doing to themselves. I'm going to go 40%. It'll be like, what, 10, 11? No. <laughs> 40%. No. If 40% of children are fat? No, it's 6%. It's only 6? It's only 6%. Do you know what it is in Canada? No idea. It's zero. What? It's zero. Okay. Well, we dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole freaking stat that we didn't even work on as what, a country. What is my stop it? A boot the same. That's not a typo. Stop. You know, I'm trying to increase our race relations with our neighbors to the north. Bad enough we're talking about building a fucking wall. I'm gonna build walls <laughs> all over the fucking place. Anyway. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a game where you're going to directly play against my listeners, and obviously they've been drinking, so <laughs> or something's going on. Since you and I are speaking via Skype, there is no delay. They're listening actually through a delay. So your advantage is you can hear much quicker, but the disadvantage is... Uh, type in my answer? No. Well, you could if you wanted, Okay. just to kind of brag that you would have it before them, but certainly you can just say it, and then they hear about it as they're typing, which would piss them off again. So... Since we're doing the comparative between the U.S. and Canada, we're going to play a little game and see how much you know. Which country's men have more sex partners on average? Locking it in, Canada. Canada. Yeah. Let's see. You say Canada. Mm -hmm. I'm saying from out east, too. I'll be, I'll be specific. And if you say Canada, about how many partners do you think? Oh, okay. Specifically, I have no idea. Yeah, roughly. Let's say I would say I would say two to three. If we're going more than one, why would you? Why would you just get in trouble for just one? Right? You try to eat all the cake. <laughs> I'm guessing. I have no idea. Really? I have zero. All right. Some guys have all the luck. You have zero. <laughs> well, you would be right and wrong because the answer would be Canadian versus the U.S., but the average number of sex partners would be Canada twenty three. U.S. Oh, talking overall. I thought you meant simultaneously. No, no. <laughs> I'm like Jesus. I'm like, how many how many different chicks can you have on the go? This guy's got a different one for for every week of the year. Oh my god, that's fucking funny. <laughs> yes, I mean in your lifetime. That's what I'm talking about. So that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, significantly different. So you know, some I'll give you that one. So you got a correct answer. You got your first correct answer. All right. What weighs more? A pound of weed or a kilogram of cocaine? Kilogram. You say a kilogram. Yes. Now, why do you think a kilogram? Oh, geez, I can't do the conversion. All I know <laughs> is I've had a pound in my hand before of stuff, and I've had a kilo. Kilos, as far as I know, weigh more than a pound. Okay, well, you would be correct. 
A kilogram is equivalent to about 2.2, a pound of weed, my brother said. Obviously. Obviously a pound of weed. Which, I expected the trick question. I expected the, the a pound of this or a pound of that. Which sure. which weighs more, a pound of bowling balls or a pound of feathers? Um, yeah, exactly. It's actually a kilogram is the equivalent of about 2.2 pounds. So you are correct. That's two for you. None for the audience because they're fucking crazy. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Who invented the internet? Al Gore. Or Canada? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez! Invented the internet. Well, let's let's. I don't think it came from Canada. Bro- it definitely didn't come from Al Gore. My brother's just constantly putting down pound of weed, one pound of weed, one pound of weed. He's just writing the same thing over. He's high. Over. He's high. Uh, yeah, I I really I didn't think Canada invented the internet, but let's go with Canada because I'm pretty sure it wasn't Al Gore. That guy hasn't shut up about global warming. He'd be up to his. <laughs> All right, so you, say, Can- so you say Canada invented the internet? Sure. I mean, no. That's a trick question. Neither invented the internet. The person yeah, most. See, I, didn't, I didn't think so. The person most often. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice fallback. Al Gore. Al Gore did not. No, not one pound. I pound. Anyway, I'm, I'm, why am I reading his question? Um, the person most credited with inventing the internet is Lawrence Roberts. Again, never trust anybody with two first names. Uh, in 1960, he was a computer scientist working for the U.S. Defense Department. They built a communications network to connect the computers in the agency called the ARPNET, the Advanced Research Project Agency Network, and truly the predecessor of the internet. So it's... Uh, it's American invention, the internet, really. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's nice. Yeah. That's so nice. I was going to try to credit Al Gore because he's fucking crazy. So, but yeah, I was like, I was like, is he just being the ambassador of America? It's a like Canada or America? <laughs> I know the first email was sent in like 1979 or something like that. He's definitely definitely the 70s. I don't remember the exact year, but that was I the said first I sent the first email to myself in 19 <laughs> fucking Al Gore. Now here we go. We're gonna go speed round on this last one. So now we're going to do some things I pound weed. Anyway, here we go. We're going to have uh, this or that. You have to name some things that Canada invented, and it's a speed round. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. The thong or the wonder bra? Wonder bra. Correct. Plexiglass. It's cold up here to be taken away material. <laughs> plexiglass or styrofoam? Plexiglass. That is correct. That's two for two. Radar or sonar? Sonar. Are you fucking kidding me? He's killing Wonder Beam. <laughs> Wonder Beam. <laughs> table hockey or table tennis? Uh, table hockey. Correct. He's burning through these. Easy off oven cleaner or off insect repellent? Uh, it's SC Johnson is off and that's Canadian or American company. Fuck, I'm going to go with the other one, but I think we would need more bug spray. Let's go with the first one. I don't remember what it was. Easy off oven cleaner. Yeah. Let's go with that. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Insulin or penicillin. <sighs> penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no. You made insulin. Penicillin. Penicillin is an American thing. Here we go. This one's really tricky. Snowblower or snowmobile? <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be tough. Let's go snowmobile. 
Okay, you say snowmobile. I'm going to let the audience catch up for a second. You say snowmobile. Let's see. My brother's they... still working on that question from 10 minutes ago. He's still saying a pound of weed. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a pound of yeah, weed. It's, it's not even there's a delay. It's He's listening as quick as we're broadcasting. The weed <laughs> is just affecting. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be on the show. I haven't told him yet, but he's going to be on the show because this uh, in two weeks it'll be okay. Karen says snowblower. I want to see if my brother says anything. Um, we have a show coming up. It's going to be on actually April 20th, which is 420. <laughs> they invented snow. <laughs> Again, I shouldn't. Hear. So Karen says snowblower, and you say? I said snowmobile. And you said snowmobile. <sighs> it's, a, once again, one of those deadly trick questions. The correct answer is both. Oh, okay. You invented both. Of course, you have. Sense. You'd Makes have sense. to invent fucking both. The only places that get snow in the states have like butlers that they can get to just. Oh, really? Them. And I thought we were coming together as a people. So. <laughs> we were, I was thinking, I was thinking like Vermont. Yes. <laughs> no, Vermont. No, Vermont's a Vermont's a green state mostly, and it's independent. And there's a lot of uh, very people who want to be left alone. It's essentially, it's like Texas of the North, and it's exactly opposite of Texas. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. Since we're going we're gonna to end on that now that I've offended Canadians, Vermonters, and Texans, I'm going to take our break, and we're going to listen to a little bit more of Josh. He's going to be talking about some, uh, some children in the next bit. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Josh. I'm going to ask him the three questions I ask of all my entertainers and guests Tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. You're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Air Regardless hotline at 978-219-9294. People with kids, what it was like having kids, they always give you that same like BS answer, right? The answer of the one, oh, oh my god, Josh, it is the most beautiful and amazing thing that you can do. It's like Jesus. I hear that now, I'm like, what are you talking about? I want to answer anyone who has that question honestly. Listen, kids are cute, they're absolutely adorable until the sun goes down. Then they're the scariest things in the entire world, okay? Have you seen a horror movie in the last decade? It's the same formula every time, right? Some stark white child in their underpants running around a dark house. Why? Because it's horrifying, that's why. And nobody warned me when I moved in, right? We have two kids, an eight-year-old boy, a five-year-old girl. Our five-year-old girl will wake up in the middle of the night and then sing herself back to sleep. Very quietly, almost inaudible. And here's the kicker. She goes to Catholic school, so all the songs she knows are religious and creepy. Yeah, wake up in the middle of the night. 
You better say your prayers. What the hell is wrong with this house? And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scullion. <laughs> that was a little sampling of Josh's take on children. <laughs> little creepy children just fucking singing. <laughs> yeah, 0% obesity, apparently. <laughs> really thin, scrawny, pale. If they were children. fat, I wouldn't be scared of them. I know that they'd be trapped in bed. <laughs> They're, well, they're sleep apnea machines. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's funny that like, and I say this most of the time when I get comics on because I gotta I play a clip of theirs. I actually want to play the whole clip because it goes on. For those of you who have never seen Josh, and again, you can follow him on Twitter. He's at Josh Comedy. Facebook, Josh Williams Comedy. And of course, the website, which sends you back to everything else, Josh Williams Comedy. <laughs> JoshWilliamsComedy.com. And you got to see him. Uh, the bit is extremely, I mean, it's very funny to hear. And of course, you know, to see you live do it. And it goes on to talk about how children see very well in the dark. They're like raccoons and stuff. It's really, <laughs> it's really funny, and I feel bad that I can't play the whole fucking bit. So, but you gotta, you gotta get a chance. And I know that uh, a lot of my listeners are actually based in the U.S., but I'm sure there's a lot of people listening. And go check Josh out because you know Josh. Just like I go up to Canada, Josh comes down to the United States every once in a while. It's harder, it's harder to get work here though, isn't it? It's true. It's because it's true. you like a, need like I'm like a snow Mexican. That's how I get looked at. Snow Mexican. Yeah, they call me an ice back. <laughs> that is fucking funny. There is an ice back. Made that up. I don't know. I don't know if it'll catch on. I'd be very, very upset if in a few years now we're being called ice backs just because I was being an asshole. Oh my god! You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna keep saying it. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> Yeah, can we yeah. start that? I'd yeah, I'm going to start that. You, you know something? It's really hard to create a new racist slur. It, it is. It really is. It, it's so tough because they're like, oh, this and that. Like, they've been done. You know, nobody's doing new slurs. <laughs> exactly. Nobody really commits to racism anymore. No, it's, it's, it's terrible. Uh, and I, I love racism. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say I love racism. I love bigotry. Bigotry is funny. Racism makes me sick. But bigotry is, I love fucking bigots. Bigots are fun. Drawing lines is fun. <laughs> you going to do anything about it? No. Well, you're just a bigot. A racist would fucking do something about it. Yeah. Those guys put their money where their mouth is. Self-starters. Look, my brother wrote, he hangs at the Home Depot. I need two, I need two guys to middle a show. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Actually, you know something? Comics would do that anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Pick me, pick me. Get the open micers. Yeah. That's so funny. So before I let you go and find out what you got coming on, and again, you got to follow uh, Josh because he's very funny. And you you probably want to get on that bandwagon now because after Just for Laughs picks him up, you're never going to fucking see him again. And then you're going to pay <laughs> you're going to pay like 35 bucks a head to see him. That's just, what it's going to be. Just my face. Just my face on the almond milk carton. Just- <laughs> <laughs> So, Josh, before I uh, let you go, please tell me and my lovely listening audience about your first time, your best time, and your worst time on stage, if you would. All right. Uh, my first time on stage was in the basement of a, of a pub. I think I had like 30, 30 of my friends listening to me just talk about the worst stuff. I cringe to watch the video from my first set now because uh, the, the – the, the new <laughs> the new comic smell is still so bad on me at that point. <laughs> uh, all the material is is what's is seemingly hacky to me now. 
Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. I got it out of the way, and, and within a couple of weeks, I was doing uh, the amateur nights at the club here. So I got to do a, a club stage very shortly afterwards. Uh, I, I was I've been racking my brains uh, trying to think of my best time on stage. I really can't think of one. I've had some some really good times, uh, but but really nothing stands out. Um, but the worst time on stage is I actually had to perform with no voice. Um, I got sick <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And was actually doing a home renovation show here in Ottawa and performing in Montreal at the exact same, you know, same time frame. So I would do the show during the day and drive to Montreal at night. And I started to lose my voice. Um, and I actually had to perform with, with not, not a rasp, not a, oh, sorry, guys, everything. I mean, literally whispering into a microphone. I had <laughs> and if anyone's ever not heard what that sounds like, it's the airiest, most, and I was the host. So it wasn't like someone could go out there and warm them up. And I, I called them and told them, like, guys, I have no voice. This is what I'm like. And, and they're like, oh, well, just come. Maybe you'll feel better by then. I was like, oh, my God. And I'm on stage, and the, the looks of people are like, you know, they, they play the big intro music, and I start whispering into this microphone. And, and, and the look on their faces was like, oh, this is going to be good. Whatever, whatever he's doing with this, it's going to be good. And I'm like, guys, stop. There's nothing coming. There's nothing else. <laughs> yeah, nothing's coming. This is just this is the hand that I was dealt today. I said I feel like I'm Eric Clapton right now on stage, but someone cut my hands off right before the show, so I'm just <laughs> mashing these nubs against the strings, going, "I swear to God, I know how to do this." <laughs> <laughs> but it was oh, I've, I've never I've never been so embarrassed in my entire life. And I, like I said, it was almost like they when I tried to tell them, "No, it's not a joke." They were just like, no, no, you're not, you're not fooling us. And I was like, no, please, please, it's gonna hurt so bad. That's when you find out. So yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had lots of great shows. Um, I, I, you know what? Probably I would say in in recent memory, the the best show I've had uh, was uh, I just did the the Just for Laughs showcase. I did a joke I've been working on for three three weeks, um, and it was one joke for the whole showcase. And, uh, and I haven't done that. I don't think I've ever done that once in my career. So it was fun to, to get a new idea, to workshop it, and then put it in, in such an important place uh, in, all, in such a short period of time. That was fun. It was like, even though I, I, I'm not super confident with it, I, it was just fun to do that as an exercise. It was just to, to, to make a joke in less than a month and then put it in, in such an important place. Fun. Yeah, that's man. fun, man. No, I, I'm telling you that, and that's a lot of. We would do contests down here where it'd be like you get two minutes, like a Johnny Walker thing and a Johnny Walker comedy thing, and and then you had two minutes to tell a joke, and then when they had um, last comic standing, you had you had like two three minutes, and you just had to do something for three minutes, and I can't imagine just doing one joke and walking off fucking stage. Oh yeah, I mean, like I remember. When you're new, right? And they're like, okay, you got five, six minutes. You're like, oh, God, God. Like, I hope they like my jokes because if one of them doesn't work, I don't have anything else. You know, <laughs> like that six minutes is like, man, am I going to be able to fill the time? And like, it, it seems like an eternity. Now I'm like, six minutes? What the fuck am I going to do with six minutes? Yeah, six minutes <laughs> to go by in a heartbeat now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's uh, it's funny to be able to look back on it like that. Nice. Oh, by the way, I calculated all the game. Uh, all the answers you got and uh the audience was fucking terrible <laughs> mostly the high my wife did very well but of course my brother was just fucking randomizing some stuff you got seven out of nine correct which means you win I did it! Oh. 
You win. Perfect. <laughs> so you win. <laughs> so you blew them up. That's uh, I have not had that type of lopsided victory in a while. So very impressed with that, Josh. So what I didn't we, even know how many provinces my own country had. So that's fine. My, you know, my brother got high as the show went on, so he said six early, which is probably <laughs> where he lost interest in counting. So I felt funny. like they changed the names of things. Like in, in you know, we have we have provinces and territories. And then I figured, oh, well, maybe they changed some of them to regions and mm. blah, blah, blah. You know how, like, there's words that offend people? So maybe some provinces were offended by being called provinces. That's so they identified it. themselves differently. Well, you know, it's <laughs> funny. Here's a, here's a little known thing. Most of the time, we call our states states. But a lot of states aren't states. They're commonwealths. Right. Like, Massachusetts is a commonwealth. I think Virginia is a commonwealth. We, I think, out of the 50, quote-unquote, states... Only like 35 of them are actually states, something like right. that. Right. Like a lot of that happens in the states, right? Bruce calls himself Caitlin, I understand. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> He's in a state of flux. So, <laughs> so that means, you know, we always end in a joke. What do you got coming up, Josh? Where can people see you over the next uh, month or so, a couple months? Well, Anything if, big? <laughs> they want to get in their car right now. Uh, they can go see me in Montreal this weekend. I'll be at the uh, the comedy nest there with uh, Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Uh, uh, you tell I everybody mean, I said hi there. I miss that club. I really do. I will. I will. Uh, I mean, everyone's everyone's got nothing but uh, like great things to say. Uh, they um, where am I? Where am I next? I'm going to be in Kingston the week after that. I will be in Windsor headlining the comedy quarry there, uh, and I'll be in Toronto with Mike Dambra first week of May. So. My busy boy. Yeah, we're gonna be. You know, if I was getting get closer, first week of May, that's when I'm in Calgary. I would stop by, but I'll be in Toronto for about an hour and a half at the airport. Oh, fair enough. So, <laughs> and you'll be too far away, so it's not gonna work. <laughs> that's right. I'll be laying on the couch. You'll be, be laying on the couch. Oh, that fucking Mark. He's here somewhere, but I'm not gonna fucking talk to him. That's not gonna happen. So. Too funny. So, Josh, it's been great having you on the show, man. Thanks so much for being part of it. So much fun. And uh, I, I know I'll be up soon again. I'll be up there in July, so maybe I'll maybe I will get to work together in July. Oh, absolutely. We'll see you then, buddy. Thanks so much for having me. All right, man. Hey, and uh, I wish you nothing but best for uh, Just for Last, man. I know that's a big thing. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. All right. Josh Williams, everybody. Josh Williams. Have a great night, my friend. Thanks, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. So fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap this show up. So let me tell you where I'm going to be this weekend. As previously mentioned, uh, Friday, April 8th, I will be emceeing the 2016 fashion show to benefit the Salem Arts Festival. That will be at the Old Town Hall in Salem, Mass. And then Saturday night, I'm going to be returning to, to New Hampshire, Nashville, New Hampshire, to uh, tell some jokes at Chunkies. It's going to be a really fun show. I'm looking forward to coming back on Chunkies. And as always, if you guys want to be a sponsor, you want to be, you want to call into the show, you want to do anything like that, you call the hotline, 978-219-9294. You can email me at radioairregardless at gmail.com. And uh, we'll put you on the show. It'll be great. Hey, next week will be April 13th. We're coming back. And we're thinking about doing a Sound Bites throwback with my old friend Paul Kravitz. We'll think about it. See this you next week. Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying.
Radio Way Regardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. I was making radio shows for fun. Hello, hello. First, I don't want to talk, right?